pass over to Nugent Hopkins. Side of that one-timer score, and there it is! Leon Dreisaitl has become the Edmonton Oilers franchise all-time leader in power play goals. 127. Jordan Greenway. On the move is Cousins. Creates space, shoots, SCORE! by Kane and now McDavid what a spin the recovery the shot to score Connor McDavid it's not real sports radio is back in the Edmonton area this is sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius show Here we go, Saul 31 for October the 18th. A hearty good morning to you. Thanks for uh, tuning in on Sports 1440. Uh, Not a bad morning coming into uh, the palatial studios in West Edmonton Mall. Nine degrees in Edmonton, up uh, high, maybe about 18 today. Got some sprinkles coming on, but man, oh man, it was all sunshine last night in Music City. Uh, The Predators fans left Singing a sad song. Hey, if you're in a funk, just dial up the Predators. Uh, the Oilers might as well just beat these guys for fun. And Leon Dreisaitl, uh, man, if you're ever in a bit of a slump, uh, Dreisaitl just has to check in and have a game against the Predators because he has just owned the Predators for the last uh, dozen games or so. Only uh, two goals, two assists last night for Dreisaitl. 34 points in his last 12 games against Nashville. Uh, in those last 12 games, okay, Leon Dreisaitl has 22 goals. The entire Nashville Predators team has 28 goals. So, 28 for the Preds, 22 for Dreisaitl. It's unbelievable what he's doing against this team. Uh, text line open, one 401 You want to chime in on last night's big victory over the Predators. Uh, 6-1 Oilers getting their first win of the year, 10-0-2 in the last 12 against Nashville. So the lines get shuffled up a little bit. And the line that gets put together is dynamite. The second line, if you want to call it that. Warren Fogle, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, and Zach Hyman. Hyman was unbelievable last night. Just a true force on the forecheck. Hitting, involved, uh, stripping pucks, uh, takeaways, pushing his weight around in front of the net. Uh, one goal, three assists for Hyman. Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, had one goal, two assists, and then Warren Fogle had one goal and one assist. So nine points for that line. Not bad, not bad for sure. Jack Campbell... What a bounce back game. Um, and not to say that he was that bad in game number one in Vancouver. What are you going to do? I mean, all those goals, I, as we said right off the hop, none of them were his fault. But just a great game last night. Made 42 saves. Uh, Campbell was uh, key when he had to be. And again, difference in the game. You come up with a big save. Connect some uh, shifts together. Uh, UC Saros didn't come up with the big save. Got the hook after 4 nothing. Um that's the 55th two-plus goal game for Leon Dreisaitl. And as you heard off the top, uh, Oilers uh, play-by-play man, Jack Michaels, um, anointing Leon Dreisaitl as the number one power play goal scorer in Edmonton Oilers history. Now, that's that's heady company. 
Um, you know, it was kind of funny. I ended up watching a little bit of the uh, Seattle-Colorado game, and Mark Messier was on the panel. And they brought that up, but they were just going to break. They were just going to break, and Messier wanted to talk about it. I don't think Messier at the time kind of knew who he passed. Um, a lot of those guys, because they were going to break, and Messier went, you know, that's, that's just an unbelievable stat, an unreal stat. 126 goals is where he's at. Uh, tied, he comes in, gets his 127th, and you heard Mark Messier say in the broadcast last night, uh, oh, uh, yeah, and yeah, Yari Curry was going, and then they had to go to break. But, of course, he passed Ryan Smith and Glenn Anderson. So just for context, just for context, Wayne Gretzky was, well, now he's in fourth, 125 power play goals. It took Gretzky 696 games to score those goals, 125 power play goals. So last night, 127th power play goal for Leon Dreisettle. He did it in game number 641. That's heady, heady company for sure. Key sequence in the game, without question. Second period, Oilers are totally in control. Uh, Connor McDavid takes a cross-checking penalty. Well, let's just hope down the road all the penalties uh, that Connor McDavid draws are called because if you're going to get called on a cross-checking penalty like that, you would hope that it goes the other way because it was very, very weak, just very, you know, sketchy. Uh, And you know what? There were a lot of those calls last night. Maybe there's a crackdown from the league about cross-checking, etc. But anyway, McDavid off for cross-checking. Tommy Novak scores on the power play to make it 4-1. So maybe a little bit of life for the Predators, but um, maybe, you know, the Oilers still in control. However, um, on a delayed penalty call, uh, Cody CeCe uh, accosts uh, Gus Nyquist going to the net. And man, oh man, Jack Campbell comes up with an amazing save. Uh, the old scorpion, as they call it. I, 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 we got to get a new name for that. Uh, can we welcome in the Duke of Delburn as I went off on a little rant here to start? Uh, that could be job priority number one for you Ford Tough today, Duke. Do you like the scorpion call on the save like that? I do. Okay. I, I think it uh, it fits well. Obviously, the actual yeah. physical nature of the save uh, does okay. mimic that of a scorpion, I think. It's got to be another name. <sighs> Nothing comes to mind. I can get our crack research team on it to try and dig up something sure. that's maybe a little more fitting. I'll, I'll send that down the line here. Texter, send us in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Do you like the scorpion moniker for the save that Jack Campbell made on Gus Nyquist? Or is there another one out there that you would prefer? one 401 Anyway, that big save um, on Gus Nyquist kept the game at 4-1. He scores, it's 4-2. Then on the power play. So moments later on the power play, Predators with a glorious chance. Ryan O'Reilly hammers one from the ladies' tees off the post, flushes it off the post. So it could have been 4-2. But then Leon Dreisaitl scores to make it 5-1. Uh, second goal of the game, second assist, um, second power play goal. And it's 5-1, pretty well lights out at that point. Um, text coming in. K-Fed. Oh. The Scorpion is a perfect way of describing the save. Uh, as usual, our uh, roll call, Stair Farmer checks in. Good morning, boys. 
That's uh, more like the Oilers we know. Wow, the McDavid spinorama was incredible. Only he would be able to pull that off. Okay, yes, it was a great goal. And maybe uh, we're, you know, we've seen so many goals by Connor McDavid that are, that are great. However, Alexander Carrier skated right by the puck, um, kind of twice, once with his stick, once with his skate. He was along the boards. If all he does is just stop right there, just stop, the puck hits him. Instead, he does a flyby. Puck goes through him. McDavid is in the spin cycle, gets up, and makes a perfect shot off the post to make it 4 nothing. Yes, great goal. However, I mean, if you were to ask Alexander Carrier, he's going, that's a bad play by me. I got to stop or I've got to, you know, I mean, I've got to control the puck. It wasn't like it was coming at him 100 miles an hour. Full marks, yes, to Connor McDavid for scoring a nice goal. But in my opinion... I think a lot of it is on Alexander Carrier, in which not a lot was said last night. Uh, not sure why, but that's the way it is. So the lines get changed up. And, oh, the other thing, too, what a, that was just really neat to see uh, Matthias Ekholm. You saw him tap his heart with, you know, all the love, et cetera, et cetera, uh, saying thank you very much. Thank you very much for all my time there. Uh, up to 800 total games when you include playoffs. Um, his family... Uh, just entrenched in the community. We had, you know, so many people on from Nashville over the last uh, couple of days, including Pete Weber, who, you know, just said, you know, Matthias Ekholm is a salt of the earth kind of guy. And uh, it was great to see that reaction. Uh, you saw everyone's kind of standing up on the bench for the break and uh, a lot of people on social media sending their comments out uh, during uh, the break, which was, uh, you know, obviously we didn't see it, it totally in its entirety, but uh, neat to see and well Deserving. Northeast Mike comes in and says, call it the crawfish. Then we can say crawfish soup. That comes from Northeast Mike. What do you like? Do you like that Duke? Is that, does that, is that craw in your daddy there? Yeah, that, uh, that one doesn't on, quite, that man. doesn't do it for me. I, I love where Northeast Mike is coming from, getting the little soup uh, soup reference in there for Jack Campbell, but then it's exclusive. You can only use that on Jack Campbell. Well, fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Let's get some authenticity around <laughs> here. <laughs> you don't like it. I, I just don't think there's anything wrong with the scorpion call, but that's just me. There's got to be some animal out there that's doing stuff that's similar to a scorpion, no? What about back on the farm? Didn't you have something going well, on? The only thing the- that uh, is, it reminds me of, like, because it's that curved nature. It's like the neck of a goose or a swan, but <laughs> a goose neck. That's already a very valuable uh, tool to have in your tool bag. I don't think it's going to be used to describe uh, goaltending <laughs> saves by any stretch. You but- know, yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, King of Fort Nasty says, uh, first of all, you know what? I'm going to get to Buddy Baker. And Buddy's been at me for a while here now. It's, it's the Scorpion. Quit trying to change it. He just, he loves getting to me, Bud Baker. Uh, scorpion is the only save, only name for that save. It works perfect. Also, McDavid's goal last night was maybe a top 15 goal. There we go. Laser, yes, was more due to a bad play by Carrier. Yes, thank you. Uh, JCD says, Duke, have you ever had scorpion soup? That I have not. No, I, uh, 
I don't think I will be. That's pretty intimidating. Bud Baker, you've got one job today. Figure out another name for the Scorpion, and then we'll change it. Just you and I, Bud. Uh, Bobby, uh, good morning, gentlemen. You have to call that Save the Scorpion. Uh, oh, the, oh, uh, uh, crap, I'll desperately stick my leg up. Save was already taken. Bobby V. Um, there we go. How about this from Kevlar? Jack Campbell, the Scorpion King. <laughs> It's funny that he says that. There was a uh, instance in our, our senior hockey league a couple seasons ago where one of my, my teammates he kind of got like upended in front of the net, and in his he he was on his chest, his heels came right over his head and yeah. basically clicked down in front of his face on the ice in front of him. And uh, thankfully, that was one of the few rinks that has a video feed going, so we could mm-hmm. pull it and we had that thing on loop in the dressing room. Uh, and we gave uh, my good friend Justin Whittemore the nickname Scorpion King after that <laughs> one because that was even more so because he was right uh, back end over tea kettle. There it was go. very entertaining. Hey, if you've got a name that you think that maybe is more applicable than the Scorpion Save, Bud Baker, uh, send it to us, one 401 1440 The Mongoose. The Mongoose. That's not bad. Another jam-packed show on the Kevin Carey Show, Sports 1440, on a Wednesday. Uh, we will check in with Sean Brown. Yeah, that Sean Brown who guests with, uh, or co-hosts, pardon me, with Jason Greger every Tuesdays. He'll join us right off the hop here at 720. Uh, Mark Spector is making his way to Philadelphia as the Oilers follow things up with their win in Nashville and head off to the city of brotherly love for the second game of this road trip. So uh, the Flyers won last night, by the way, 2-0. Sean Couturier had a nifty goal on the penalty shot. Uh, Carter Hart, Sherwood Parks, Carter Hart, 25 saves for the shutout. So uh, we'll see what shakes down there. Mark Spector will get uh, to us uh, from Philadelphia at 8 o'clock for Booster Juice. Uh, David Schlemko, the former NHLer, is our Wednesday co-host from 9 to 11. So we'll uh, check in with uh, Jordan Hall, Schlemmer and I at 9.20 from uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia for, uh, you know, to set up tomorrow's game. Maybe talk a little bit about the Phillies, man. 10 nothing Phillies over Arizona. Uh, the Phillies are plus 15 in home run differential in the uh, playoffs so far. That is head and shoulders above anything that's happened before in prior seasons. Uh, Brad McNamara, Athletes Nation, uh, and the former, I don't know if it's a personal trainer of uh, David Schlemko, but you can see the Adonis uh, that Schlemko is. Actually, it's more like Nick Adonidas from Beachcombers. Uh, but anyway, Brad McNamara will guess with us at uh, 10 o'clock talking about uh, how, you know, maybe athletes get in shape a little different. Hockey players most uh, uh, specifically get in shape a little bit more now uh, than they did in the past. And really looking forward to this uh, at 10.20. Country music artist Aaron Goodwin will join us in studio. He's a big Nashville Predators fan. Um, spends a lot of time in Nashville. He's going to be at Cook County tonight. Have you uh, ever been at Cook County uh this week, Duke? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's been a while. I don't uh, frequent it quite as often as I did in my younger days, but great facility, and I didn't know Aaron was going to be down there. Man, I might uh, uh, I have was, to rearrange listen, my Wednesday I, night plans, calling sick to my beer league game and make a trip down uh, to White Avenue. I got a feeling I'm not getting the lineup till 5 to 7 tomorrow. Is that, the, <laughs> was that what's going on again here? Um, we used to have a little uh, backdoor pass at the gate there at uh, Cook County back in the day. Yeah, God, man, that was a good bar. Well, it still is, but, I mean, we had some fun there. 
Uh, so that's coming up at 10.20. Get, looking forward to that. Uh, big hockey guy. He's got uh, some new songs out. Uh, of course, uh, I think that, you know, the song Lonely Drum, that's from five, six years ago? About that? Something like that? Maybe even more than that now. He's been he's been yeah. making a push here in the scene for quite some time already. Yeah, that's something like that. But, man, I, I, you, you think about that song. That was just a, one of the songs of the summer back in the you know, five, six years ago. We'll have to check the, to make sure for that. So uh, when we come back, Sean Brown, former NHLer, former Oiler, will guess with us on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the Blue and Orange Report, brought to you by Mr. Lube. Stop in now for an oil change. No appointment necessary. Be winter ready at one of their nine Edmonton locations, mrlube.com, as we welcome in Sean Brown, the former oiler and NHLer and co-host with Jason Greger on Tuesday's Morning Brownie. How are you? Good morning, Kev. I'm excited. I, get, I think all the Oilers fans are pretty happy right now with the results of the game last night. It was a, it was a great game. Well, I, I thought you might, might be excited to come on a real show here at 1440. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am just, I'm, I'm still on probation here with Gregor. Uh, you know, he's doing, he's doing a great job of yeah. carrying me. Uh, you guys make it look a lot easier than what it is. Oh, no, I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, how are you enjoying things uh, coming in uh, once a week and uh, being on the afternoon run with Greg's? Yeah, it's good. It's different. Like I said, I mean, it's, you know, it's, I have a real appreciation for what you guys do. Um, you know, it's, uh, it was never something I was overly comfortable with throughout my career, but, uh, you know what, it's fun. It gives me a reason to kind of follow the Oilers again. I kind of got away from it a little bit, having a young family and, Mm -hmm. you know, busy with, with kids and all that stuff. So it's, it's nice. They're a little bit older now. I obviously pay attention a little bit more to, to the Oilers and the NHL in general, so um, yeah, I, it, it's good. I really, I really do like it. Yeah, you know, I was listening to that one day, and and you guys had Brian Burke on, and Berkey, what did he say? He was, "Hey, is Brownie going to ask me something?" <laughs> yeah. you know what? I was, I'm such a Berkey fan. I mean, I would have loved to have played played for him. I think mm-hmm. a lot of guys, you know, would probably be in the same category. He, uh, you know, just the way he carries himself, and you know, he's the ultimate players guy. He's got your back, and so I was excited and. You know, I'm a fan of the game even when I played. So I was a fan of him, and I was excited to be on with him. Um, you know, and when he called me out, I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. Of, of course, if anyone's going to call me out, it's it's Berkey. Oh, um, but, yeah, no, it's good. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to, to get on with certain personalities and uh, get to hear their stories. Yeah, you know, it was a nice radio moment. It was cool. Like, the, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, involved, and it was just one of those things where you always remember that. Uh, kind of part of the show for sure. So last night, what did you think of the game just in general? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, it's you know they needed a win. Um, you know, it, it, I was good, to, happy for Woodcroft. I think he made some adjustments that uh, you know were obviously had an impact in the game. I think you know anytime you got uh, you know the two best players in in the game and you have an opportunity to kind of put them together, it doesn't. I'm not saying you're going to put them together all season mm-hmm. long or. But it's nice, you know, when it, it was a big moment in the season. I know it was only, you know, we're only early into the season, but it, it was important for them to get a win, to get things going. Um, and he made the right adjustments. Uh, obviously, those guys, uh, Dreisaitl, uh played well, as, as he always does in Nashville. Uh, it was nice to see him to break a team record there. Uh, you know, and it was it was really nice to see this, the uh, Nugent Hopkins uh, Fogel line. Like, they, you know, they played really well. They played gritty. They played in the trenches, an ugly game, and got rewarded mm-hmm. for it. And, you know, you can't – the Oilers are definitely a team that can that can win pretty. They got a ton of skill. 
Um, but it was nice to see them get some results, you know, like I said, kind of in the trenches, a little dirty. Uh, their power play, they got some points and five on five. So everyone should be feeling good. And I think that's, you know, when you get some confidence and you get rolling and you start to feel good about yourself, especially a team like this, that's, you know, probably all they need. And obviously with Campbell playing the way he did, he needed it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what, they, what they're what they going to do here moving forward when they get to Philly. We are with Sean Brown this morning, a former Oiler and NHLer and uh, current co-host with Jason Greger on the afternoon drive here on Sports 1440. Uh, so, Brownie, you did mention uh, Jack Campbell and how he had a really solid performance last night with 42 saves. We had a bunch of texts coming in, and you remember the save that he made uh, in the second period on Gus Nyquist. Everyone calls it the, the Scorpion, and I just kind of threw it out to our, our – um, our listeners, is there another name for something like that? And, and uh, Big C, Chad, sends in the Soup Ladle. Now, I like that name. I like that for that save instead of the Scorpion. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Brownie? Can we change well, it? Hey, you know what? Let, yeah, let's change it. Let's start to run with it. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, that was that's a big save. Yeah. I mean, that was just – that was the effort and – that's what the Oilers needed was, you know, if it didn't work out the first time, you know, it's the second and the third effort and he was battling and he was grinding. And, you know, if, if you know, if we can build off that and mm-hmm. sounds like a good name to me, um, <laughs> you know, like even sitting there watching the game, obviously, you know, the first period, the way they played is, you know, they got off to a great start and, you know, the second period, it was almost, you know, Oh, here we go. And that was, that was a momentum changer to me. I mean, they, they uh, they had a little bit of, you know, the fans were getting into yeah. it. The team was starting to feel a little bit. So, you know, that's what Campbell has to do. That's what, you know, he obviously did during the preseason. So, you know, good on him. I think he's a guy that, you know, with the summer that he had and the season that he had the year before, I, it, this was really important for him, you know, um, you know, playing in the league. And under, it's amazing, you know, when play in uh, preseason how uh, – you know how everyone's happy and why not i mean they they have a team everyone's mm-hmm. kind of projecting them to be you know standing cup champion which you know they why not but you know things get real real fast in the nhl when the season starts um so you know i think you know it, those guys are no different than any other minor hockey player or anyone playing the game you know confidence is a big deal so i was really happy for him yeah, for sure. Uh, Sean Brown is our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. When you played Brownie, did you ever have a guy that had success like Leon Dreisaitl is having success against Nashville in these last dozen games? Uh, I mean, the stats are just off the charts. His last 12 games against Nashville, he has 34 points, including 22 goals. It's bizarre. Uh, have you ever seen anything like this, a run for a certain player against a, a, a specific team? I don't know if there's a, a run like that. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's pretty special. And, you know, it's funny that, you know, just some rinks in some places, it just it just clicks, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even know if he could really explain it. I mean, we've all, you know, you know, you play the game and sometimes you, you go into some of these buildings and for whatever reason, there's just, there's a comfort. And, you know, it also goes the other way too. I've been in some buildings too where, you know, I don't know what it is, something in there, or something in, you know, that just kind of zaps you a little bit. And it, it's a little bit harder to get into it. But, um, you know, it's pretty special to be able to put up those types of numbers in, in any rink. Uh, you know, Nashville hasn't, you know, since he's come in the league, I don't mm-hmm. think that's been an easy game for, you know, they're obviously in a, a situation where they're maybe not as strong as what they've been in the past. But that's that's not an easy place to play. Um you know, he's feeling it. 
you know, good for him. I, I don't think the timing could have been any better for the Oilers and for himself to, to play in Nashville. And, you know, it's always nice, too, when, mm-hmm. when things aren't necessarily going, you know, great at home. I mean, this road trip, too, couldn't have come at a better time to just kind of get away with the boys. And, yeah. you know, I don't know the... You know, they, I don't know if they're able to make it out to Tootsie's in, in Nashville, <laughs> but I'm sure they, you know, having a beer or two was a lot more enjoyable uh, yesterday or last night than than, uh, than it's been in a while. Yeah, for sure. Sean Brown is with us on Sports 1440. Uh, Tootsie's, isn't that just, that's a landmark um, <laughs> establishment in the NHL, isn't it? Well, just in society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know it's uh, Nashville's a pretty fun place. Uh, the you know the NHL is a fun place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if you're winning, right? When you're winning, it's just everything is fun. Going out, hanging out, uh, you know, just the environment. It's it's such a, you know it's it's amazing. You know, with this short season and the start of it, and, and where they were at, the uh, you know there's there's a lot of pressure playing um, because it's all about winning, and, and especially now with social media and all yeah. the, the people that are commenting on the game and how closely we're following it, you know, you can't hide. So no. I, I'm sure that felt good for uh, Woodcroft. Like I said, I mean, for, for those guys to make a couple tweaks, um, that's what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. Is, you know, making some adjustments and, you know, there's sometimes that, uh, you know, you have to do it maybe sooner than you thought, but it, you know, if they're going to make a run, they're going to face some adversity. Um, you know, in times like this, you learn a lot about your team, and you know, over the course of the season, you know, you got to have these moments. Um, you know, almost you know, as as an organization, just to see and learn what you got, what's the makeup of your team. So great response. You know, I think it's something that, like I said, I, I think they're going to go on a little bit of the mm-hmm. potential. The, the potential to go on a little bit of, of a run right here. I think it's setting up nicely for them. For sure. Uh, Sean Brown is with us uh, on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Yeah, Tootsies, if you walk in the door there and you got a left-handed guitar player on a crowded stage, you could take a, take one in the noggin walking in that door. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the talent is just, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing, you know, how many talented people oh. are out there just, you know, looking for a break. You know, you just you just go bar hopping from one to another, and it's just mm-hmm. you know the yeah. There's a lot of talented people out there playing the guitar. They make it look easy. Uh, I picked up a guitar actually, oh. thinking I could play, but you know, for how easy those guys make it, it's been a oh. it's been a real struggle for myself. But yeah, what uh yeah, Nashville's fun if you haven't been there. Oh. The place you got to go, uh, especially if you love uh, live music. And you can see how many Oilers fans are there in Nashville. They love traveling to go to Nashville, for sure. We've got Aaron Goodwin on at 1020. Uh, he's uh, a country singing superstar, plays lots in Nashville. He's playing tonight at Cook County, so uh, the Duke and I might check it out. We'll see what happens. But uh, you know what, Brownie? We were talking about you yesterday uh, because we had um, Billy Ranford on uh, with Grant Fear, And, of course, you were traded uh, in 1996 when you came to the Oilers. For Bill Ranford, uh, what do you recall at that time of your career, just still a very young guy that was uh, drafted by Boston in 1995, but all of a sudden now you're in another organization. Just kind of take us back to when you came to Edmonton uh, in 1996. Yeah, you know what? Uh, That's funny. I I forgot about that there for a Mm second with Ranford. But yeah, I mean, mean, whoever made that trade, poor guy, probably got (laughs) fired, but... 
Um, yeah, you know what? I didn't have a ton of ties with uh, with Boston when you know you're drafted, you're excited, you just want to play in the NHL, and obviously an original six NHL team was was exciting, and um, you know went to camp, had a great camp, uh, got to see a lot of you know guys that I looked up to, you know Bork and Neely, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just you know I was in that trade with uh, with Marius Tchaikovsky and. Um, you know, I was back in junior and found out about it, but you know, for, like I said, I mean, when you don't have a ton of connections and, you know, it's just, you're, you just want an opportunity. Uh, I was just excited to, to, to still be a part of it and, you know, to feel like someone wanted me and, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously with the Oilers and the the history with Gretzky and and what they had done in the past. Um, yeah, I was, I was excited. I mean, it's always kind of neat to, you know, I guess when you're young and, and to think you've been traded uh, with, you know, a name like Bill Ramford, you know, that's always, you know, that's always kind of cool. But, uh, you know, I, like I said, it's just, you just want to play mm-hmm. uh, at any point in your career, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, you know, it was good. I, uh, I really love my time in Edmonton here. It's a great place to live, a great place to to raise your family. That's obviously why I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Uh, met my wife here. Uh, you know, it's just I love it. It's it's a, it's big enough. There's a ton to do, but it's small enough that you know you kind of feel like you know everyone. Yeah. And we have a lot of good relay. My kids love it here, so yeah. you know I was really happy. You know, I, I was able to go to different uh, cities and some different countries when mm-hmm. I was over when I was over in Europe, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, Edmonton is is pretty neat. We really like it here. Well, so I was going to rewind, but let's fast forward to your career when you went to and you were playing in Austria. You played for uh, Emmanuel Viveros. Um, what was that like? Uh, I mean, he played um, so many years in the Western League with Prince Albert and from Saint Albert, then came coaching here with the Oilers for a season as an assistant coach. But he was your head coach over in Austria. So, what was that like uh, under Emmanuel Viveros? It was great. You know, I, you're, I never really thought, you know, Europe was never on the radar for me. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, growing up like most Canadian kids, you know, you're thinking the NHL, that's where you want to play. And, you know, later on in my career, that started to become an option. And, um, you know, I never got a chance to, you know, as a family, we never traveled. And, you know, obviously being a hockey player, you just, you know, you're always busy training and it just consumed a lot of your life. So I didn't get really, I didn't get a chance ever to to really travel um, to Europe, but I've, you know, had friends and listened to different people talk about mm-hmm. backpacking through Europe and stuff like that. So anyway, later on in life when, you know, when I felt like there was an opportunity, um, you know, my family was at a, my kids were at a, a good point or I don't even think, yeah, my daughter was just a baby, but mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was a good time to go over there cause we were young. We didn't, you know, school or there wasn't any other thing. Nothing was really holding us back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with the schedule and the lifestyle, it was just a nice mixture of being able to play and, you know, tr- we traveled like as much as we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just, we met so many great people. It was just, it was honestly one of the best times of my life. And and when I got traded uh, or when I signed in Austria, I had a buddy, Andy Schneider, that I played with yeah. in Germany the year before. He wanted me to, he's like, hey, you got to come over here. It's, it's like a hidden gem here. Um, you know, and I didn't really know that too much about the league and I wasn't worried about leagues. I just wanted to have good experiences and just kind of see the world. So, um, there was a bunch of, uh, North American guys there that I knew and, you know, part of going over there that makes it fun, um, you know, is being around, you know, certain guys and, 
especially where they are at in certain times of their life. Mm-hmm. Right. I had a young family, all these guys that I was, you know, in Austria had young family. So our wives and kids, they all got along and you know how it, you know what it's like. If your wife's happy, you're happy. <laughs> um, so she, had, she had a great time over there because the ladies and families were great. And, and he was just, Manny is, is an incredible person. Uh, I know he's dealt with some adversity here health wise mm-hmm. and he's battled through it, but you know what? He was just, he was amazing to play for. Uh, just because, you know, his knowledge of the game, it is what it is. Like, he, his X's and O's were great, but mm-hmm. what makes Manny even better is just the type of person he is. And those guys you want to play for, like, he just, he gets it, right? He, yeah. he knows that, you know, there's pressure and he wants to win as much as anyone, and that's what we're there for. But he also understood that, you know, we all had families and this was a unique experience and time in our life, and he wanted us to enjoy that and really you know, the balance between the hockey and and enjoying uh, the experience of, of Europe and, mm-hmm. and life outside of it, he just, he embraced it, right? And we had a good team, to be honest with you. I mean, we wound up winning in one of the years and lost in Game 7 another year. So, you know, we were good. We came to the rank prepared and ready to work, but he just, he just let us have fun and enjoy each other. Um, and he was just fun. He just made it fun to be around, right? It's just, mm-hmm. you know, and that's I, I think that's what I'll remember most playing with Manny is, yeah. is not so much his X's and O's because he's good at that, but a lot of guys are, but just the type of person he mm-hmm. is. You want to play for him. You want to win. Uh, and Sean, he's gonna, you know, he's, he's in Vancouver. Yes, Vancouver Giants, yeah. He, he's great for... Uh, the kids. He, he's great for kids. You know, I, I think, you know, his ability, you know, I, he could easily be, and I hope he gets another opportunity in the NHL because mm-hmm. he deserves to be there, yeah. right? Because he's he's good with kids he's good with uh young men mm-hmm. uh you know people want to play for him. uh sean brown is with us uh, so i, I got to squeeze one more in from before you got to the nhl and i never really got to ask you this but when you were in belleville uh playing for the bulls in the ohl a young lad from carbonier uh newfoundland came uh to the bulls as a 16 year old and lit it up and then you ended up playing with him in edmonton uh danny cleary so what was that like to see a 16-year-old come into the OHL, and I guess he probably led your team in scoring. I can't remember, but uh, go back to that, and then kind of how uh, you, you just sort of thought, man, what? who is this guy? <laughs> 16-year-old from Newfoundland comes to Belleville, and he's lighting it up? Yeah, he was, you know, see, Cleary was, was exceptional. I, you know, I didn't know a lot about him, obviously going into, you know, when he first came to Belleville and man, was he, it was amazing that this is the success that he had and, you know, just the poise with mm-hmm. the puck and his vision. And you know what, he, he was so good and he came at like 16 and he was so young and he just was lighting up the league, which was, which was really good. The only, the only struggle with that at times is sometimes when you're in the league for a long period of time, Right, scouts start to nitpick you a little mm-hmm. bit, um, you know, and and like I said, you know, that's just you know scouting or just the reality of just being in a in one place for a long time, and you know, he's waiting for his draft year. Yeah, obviously, it all worked out mm-hmm. for him. He did, he got everything he deserved, but you know, it was really it was really neat just to kind of watch someone so young have success and watch people follow him. You know, and, and the, uh, the the attention he was getting in the media. I, I, yeah. I you know I remember he had this silver Gretzky <laughs> stick, and he had the Gretzky curve, and he was talking to Gretzky, and 
you know, so it was, you know, from, from the outside looking in and watching and, and just the way he handled it too. Like, the, you know, you watch Connor Bedard and all these guys that come in with all this attention at such a young age. He just, he handled it really well. Um, you know, and he had a great career and it's, it's good to see like mm-hmm. him and, uh, you know, Horkoff or having success yeah. and still in the game and, you know, uh, having a, a big impact on the Detroit's organization. So, um, it's, it's good to see him in the game. Um, he's a good player, great person, good teammate. Uh, he's fun. Uh, we were going to do this uh, interview over video streaming in Banff for Jasper. Who were you thinking <laughs> I about? <laughs> I knew this. I knew this potentially could go there. Okay, you got it. Just give a quick Reader's Digest version to the listeners about what happened. That's a few years back when you were doing well, that interview. Yeah. So I just so the Oilers asked me to do this little <laughs> hit on the on the radio, and my wife and I were going up to see my son in Okotoks, and so we uh, we went to uh, we were in. Uh, we were in Banff there. We were staying at a nice uh, bed and breakfast and beautiful, you know, morning in the uh, in the mountains. And I was like, hey, listen, I just got to do this quick little interview. It'll take a couple minutes. And, For, and it was on Global. Know. It was on Global TV yeah, in the morning It was show. all in Global, all showered up, all ready to go. And, you know, we're, you know, and... Uh, it's a, the the bedroom had kind of like a pergola, kind of like a, a wood frame, and I came out of the shower earlier and just threw my towel on the top, uh, and I'm getting it all set up, but I didn't realize that the view that I had was was kind of facing the mountains, which I thought was a nice what was a nice view. And then as I call in, the lady's like, "Hey, you got to turn your phone. The glare, we can't see you." <laughs> So it went from this beautiful mountain view to to the bed that was made, a towel that was hanging up, and I'm doing this interview. You're texting me. I got people texting me, being like, "Make your bed, brownie." Yeah. Oh, My wife was not. I've never seen her move so quick, and she was sitting there waiting to go. We we're all ready to go, and when I turned the phone, she beelined it in the bathroom and. Oh, that wasn't. Yeah, it didn't work out. I didn't. I didn't represent very well. Oh, it was a great interview, though. It was great. <laughs> oh man, and, man, I can remember you texted me right back and said, "I can't believe the amount of people that are calling me and texting me. Yeah. It's unbelievable." I didn't realize how many people watched Global Morning. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Jesus. that was a mistake." Oh man. Well, they're all listening to fourteen forty now. That's what we know for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, Brownie, thanks for this. We went way over the time, but uh, I always enjoy talking. You. We'll see. At the alumni skates because they're coming up pretty quick and that's always a lot of fun too so i can't wait to see you out there buzzing down the left wing it's <laughs> always a pleasure being sharing the ice with you thanks brownie we'll talk soon take care man okay guys have a good one talk to you bye. that's former nhler sean brown and co-host of the jason gregor show on tuesdays uh and that is the Blue and Orange Report brought to you by Mr. Lube. Be winter ready at mrlube.com. Man, that went fast. Like that, Normally that's a an interview that we do, I don't know, what is it, Duke, maybe 12 minutes or so, something like that. I think we went twice as long. <laughs> but that, if you, man, if you could ever find that video of Sean Brown doing that interview at in Banff, holy cow, is it funny? Because you can just see him looking down at his phone and everyone's texting him and telling him to make his bed and things like that. Uh, we've got to do a quick break, and then at the top of the hour, we'll check in with Mark Spector, I think in Philadelphia, getting ready for tomorrow's Oilers Flyers tilt. A uh, whole bunch more coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. 
All right, welcome back to the big program. The Duke gets in his BA fix, as he usually does at this break, at 7.48 in the morning. Uh, not a bad day. It's maybe a couple showers later, but looking good for the next few. And then maybe next week we'll get into the S-word a little bit. Uh, what a game for the Oilers last night. Uh, really uh, came out hard off the hop, built up that 4 nothing lead. Leon Dreisaitl was uh, amazing again, as he has been against Nashville for so many games. His last 12 games against the Predators, only um, 22 goals. Um, the Predators have scored 28 goals in that time. Leon with two goals, two assists last night, 34 points in his last 12 against uh, Nashville. He scored his 127th power play goal, passing... Uh, Glenn Anderson and Ryan Smith on the all-time Oilers list for power play goals. Uh, He did it in 641 games. Wayne Gretzky did it in uh, 696 games when he scored 125 goals. So that puts things into context. And here is what Leon Dreisaitl had to say following last night's victory in Nashville. Leon, I'm not sure how aware you are of this, but uh, you now set the franchise mark for most power play goals in franchise history. What's it like passing two Oilers legends and Anderson and Smith? <laughs> yeah, obviously two incredible players um, that have done done a lot for this organization. Um, to be part of that list is pretty special. Um, you know, this is obviously as much of a tribute to to my teammates than, than it is to me. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm well aware of how how smart of hockey players I have around me, so very fortunate um, to to be on the, I guess, receiving end of it. How, how great was it to hear La Bamba for the first time this season? Yeah, we, we love it. Um, you know, that's our that's our way of celebrating. Um, you know, obviously not the start we wanted to the season, but thought tonight was uh, another good step. Um, clean up a couple things for sure, but um, all in all, um, you know, played played a solid game. Where have you? Were you rather of of the record as you were getting close to it? Not at all, to be honest. Um, not on Twitter, so um, I had no idea. But uh, obviously, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'll, I'll take it. But um, you know, with that being said, I'm I'm, I'm very well aware of uh, you know how much my my four other guys on on that unit um, you know look for me and, and and put me into great spots. What do you? How do you sort out you and? versus Nashville uh, there's no player and team that have such a run going in the league right now as you do against Nashville like you I don't I, I, don't, I don't know I can't explain it I get I get this asked a lot um, kind of sick of it not gonna lie but um, you know it's um, sometimes it's just I have the same answer every time man it's, it's annoying like it's uh you know, sometimes it works better against certain teams than other teams, and um, I'm sure there's going to be a time where, where it comes to an end too. And um, hopefully, hopefully, I can drag it out a couple more games, but um, we'll see. I'm sure you'd rather us ask about that than the other side of things, though, right? <laughs> just having success. What's, what's the other well, side? Just, just <laughs> rather than not having success, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I'll yeah. I'll take it for sure. Um, but. Um, yeah, it's it's nothing that you know I overly think about too much. It's just you know it happens that way, and, and yeah, I'll take it. Jack Campbell had a pretty strong game. You know, may not people may not focus on that when, on the six to one score, but uh, he looked real sharp all night. Yeah, we do though. Um, he gave us a chance early, and, and um, 
you know, that's that's all you really need sometimes. You know, he gave us a chance to, to stay in it early and, and, and find our legs a little bit, and we did. And uh, throughout the entire game, he, he kept us in it, and, and um, he, was, he was our best player by far, by far tonight. Leon, just to follow up on that, we know Jack Campbell. He's an honest man, and he kind of described his play last year. We know how he described it. Game one happens, allows four goals and 16 shots. Then he turns in a performance like this as his teammate. What's it like to see him kind of get over that hump? Yeah, it's great to see, but he, he put in the work. You know, you saw it in preseason. Um, we, we let him out to dry a little bit in, in Vancouver, and, and that's not what, obviously, we like to do. Um, but uh, he put a lot of work in. Um, you know, he's, he's laser-focused. He looks incredible um, in practice, in games. and um, Very happy to have him and, um, yeah, very proud of him. What do you think of the new forward lines and especially the way the Nugent Hopkins line did at 5-on-5? Five five yeah, I think they're, they're our best line tonight. Um, they, they drove the play, and, um, you know, you, you need that, obviously, um, on certain nights. Um, I, like, I liked all our lines. I think we all had our looks. Um, so, yeah, it's good to get that's uh, Oilers forward Leon Dreisaitl last night uh, after the Oilers 6-1 victory in Nashville. Off to Philadelphia for tomorrow's game against the Flyers where um, Carter Hart is coming off a 25-save shutout last night. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks were in Philadelphia, 2-0 Flyers over Vancouver. Uh, you heard Leon Dreisaitl talk about uh, the second line, if you want to call it that. Five-on-five five play was phenomenal. Uh, Warren Fogle, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman did a heck of a job on the forecheck uh, against the walls getting uh, uh, pucks to uh, positions on the ice where a teammate was. Uh, Fogle obviously had his best game of the season and now it's up to him uh, to stay where he is slotted in in that on that line in a top six format. Uh, but as you heard Rob, uh, uh, Sean Brown say, uh, Sean Brown says, you know, the lines are the lines and they're always going to be fluid, always going to be moving. Uh, so we will keep an eye on that as the Oilers head into Philadelphia for tomorrow's game against the Flyers. But yeah, a heck of a game by uh, Jack Campbell, 42 saves. Uh, would expect that he gets the start again tomorrow in Philadelphia. When we come back, we will go to Philadelphia. Normally we're going to Philly to talk to Frank Saravalli, but instead it's Mark Spector on the Mark for Booster Juice. When we come back on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440, before that, a sports update brought to you by First Round. You can watch NFL football at First Round Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays. You could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke.